Hello and welcome to Talking Euretina, the official podcast of the European Society of Retina Specialists. I'm Jonathan McRae. In this podcast, we bring you expert discussions and interviews with leaders from the world of retina and beyond. We'll also keep you up to date with the latest news from the society. In this podcast, we're going to hear all about a brand new event taking place at this year's Uretina Congress in Amsterdam in October, the Uretina Innovation Summit, taking place just before the Congress on the 4th. Before we get into that, though, a quick note that in July, we have a webinar that is a collaboration between uveitis and ocular oncology experts that will be looking at the signs of reactions to immunotherapy with an aim to help differentiate patients who are reacting to a drug from those who have regular uveitis. They'll also be looking at how you can treat these reactions. The webinar will be held in July and registration will be open soon on the Uretina website, so keep a lookout for it. All right, on to our discussion, which, as I say, is all about the first ever Uretina Innovation Summit. Joining us are Koras Rezai uh, from the Rush University Medical Center and a partner at Illinois Retina Associates in Chicago, Professor Anat Lowenstein from the Tel Aviv Medical Center and Uretina General Secretary, and former Uretina President Professor Frank Holtz from the University of Bonn, who will chair the discussion. Frank, lovely to see you again. Very much looking forward to hearing about this new Uretina event. Over to you. Thank you very much, Jonathan. So the inaugural Retina Innovation Summit, as you just introduced, is coming up on the 4th of October at the Rhine Amsterdam. So it's the day before the official Retina annual meeting will start off. If I may first address a question to you, Kuros. What, in your view, what is EIS all about and how did it come to this stage? Uh, thank you, Frank. Um, I think the main goal of EIS is to give a platform to pharmaceutical companies and uh, biotech companies to share with physicians and researchers the uh, cutting edge innovation that they are currently doing. Many times at uh, regular meetings, we have physicians present uh, some of these uh, presentations, but not directly from the companies. It is, I think, important for us physicians to know what these companies strategically are thinking, what are they planning to do, and how they see the innovation in the field of retina. And I think the um, board of the AIS has put together a fantastic program with many companies at different uh, spectrum, from imaging, AI, to surgical, to large cap public companies or small biotech companies to present and share their ideas with the audience. Thank you, Kurus. Brief follow-up question before we move over to, to Anat. So there are also investment professionals present at the meeting and also regulators. What do you see is their role in this networking event? Obviously, um, it is the, for all these biotechnology companies to, uh, to operate and to function, they need investors to invest in them and invest in their idea. And I think it would be interesting to know how investors think uh, when they invest in a particular project, what are they looking for? And also to see how companies w do address these questions and needs. And also, I think it's interesting to know from investor perspective, how do they see innovation and development of new technologies in the field of retina? Obviously, nothing gets approved before it goes to a regulatory body to make sure that everything is done in a correct way. And actually, the efficacy and safety of those treatments are approved and shown to do as they are supposed to do. That's why we also have representatives from regulatory field 
to share their views, how they are looking at innovation, new innovations, and thinking of uh, new endpoints and so forth. Excellent. Thank you, Kouros. Anat, how do you see this event fit into the overarching themes, the overall vision of your retina? So actually, I think that um, the whole idea behind EIS, that uh, the truth is that it came up during your presidency, uh, Frank, and you initiated uh, actually the process. And uh, I think it all becomes uh, very relevant now that we are talking how important is the collaboration between academia and uh, industry. We now realize that um, through uh, collaboration, understanding, finding the unmet needs together between academia and industry, this is the way to make progress. So because your retina finds its role uh, also in education and in trying to identify the unmet needs and contribute to them, then uh, the EIS falls right into this spot of assisting this uh, bioconvergence to, to take place. Excellent. So, Anna, you mentioned unmet needs. Obviously, we still have blinding disease. We have fantastic treatments, but still have unmet needs. Where do you see the role? There is, of course, the large engineering and biotech industry, but also smaller startups and biotechs. Where do you see their role in this process of targeting unmet needs? Yes, so since we, uh, even though we do, like exactly like you said, we do have excellent treatments that really change the lives of our patients and uh, the way we practice uh, the management of retinal diseases, there are still many unmet needs. And uh, together with industry, there were uh, developed uh, some new treatments that uh, helped in these unmet needs. For example, longer duration treatments that uh, have the potential to assist in uh, the unacceptable burden that we have uh, from the good management of our patients. Also, uh, startups and uh, and also well-established corporate uh, companies that are looking into un treatable diseases, non-treatable diseases such as non-neovascular macular degeneration that now comes up as potentially a treatable disease. And in analysis of all the vast amounts of data that is coming up that also requires AI and a lot of collaboration with AI specialists, data scientists, researchers, and also startup companies and investors. Excellent. So... Kuros, you played a pivotal role in developing the program and it really looks exciting. So who is presenting at the meeting and can you give us a few highlights perhaps? I think we have the key companies that are involved in drug development in ophthalmology and also in surgical development of ophthalmology invited. And, um, you know, obviously we have large companies like Roche, Novartis and uh, and buyer, the big players. And also we have, as Anat just uh, pointed out, smaller biotech companies who actually initiate many of the exciting uh, new research that is currently ongoing. We invited people involved in imaging, uh, every, all the big players in the imaging companies, Heidelberg, Zeiss, and also people involved in AI, like, for example, Google, uh, that uh, also present. And I think it's a, as Anat pointed out, it's it's an interesting platform to have industry and physicians all in the same room, uh, hearing each other because because I think we can learn a lot from each other, and this networking can ho- hopefully advance research, both 
in the pharmaceutical companies and also in academia and universities. And I think that should be a great interaction. Perhaps, Annette, you can highlight you played an essential role in the development of Homo CT. It's a company, Notal Vision, based in Israel, who will also be participating in the Uretina Innovation Summit. Perhaps you can highlight what their presentation will be and what role it will be to be together with investors, regulators, and other industry participants. Yes, I, th I think this has an essential role because uh, so the Homo City involves not only the technology, which is also done by the startup company, but also involves the analysis of this data using AI. And uh, we know that there is a crucial role for AI in uh, analyzing all this data. So the presentation of uh, Notal Vision will highlight first the technology and second uh, the way that all this data is analyzed by uh, automated uh, segmentation and fluid volume uh, measurements and threshold uh, achievements but i think what you alluded to with the importance of investors and uh, maybe regulators is very important in this area because if we're talking about home management in particular but on ai in general there is a lot to do uh, regarding uh, healthcare economics, uh, regulation, liability, um, the payers, uh, the regulators and all that. So just being all together can, can bring a great advantage to the adoption of these new technologies. Fantastic. Uh, of course, so many retina specialists know the typical Uretina meeting Uh, how will the EIS differ from traditional Congress offerings? You alluded to that, but maybe some considering attending, where do you see for them the attraction in this EIS inaugural meeting? I think the interesting part is to, from a physician uh, or from a retinal physician perspective, to see how, again, companies think their process through, how they develop strategies, what their strategies actually are. And this is You are looking at many times when you have presentations at meetings, these are already, you have data. You have clinical data, you have scientific data, you have seen it in patients and so forth. Here we are taking it one step even before that, and you're presenting ideas. What are some interesting ideas that companies have? Why are they interesting enough to be invested into that to give, let them grow? And then again, how they are trying, when you have new ideas, many times it's a path that has not traveled before. So there may not be any regulatory endpoints there. How are they going to develop new regulatory endpoints? And how does the regulatory body see that uh, evolving? So I think it provides a new spectrum and complements the current meeting that uh, Uretina has. And physicians not only see the treatments they are doing now, but for example, it, as you know, for a drug to get approved, it takes somewhere around, I don't know, six years, eight years, 10 years. But you can see 10 years in advance What are some of the technologies uh, that people are working on? And I think this just provides a new uh, spectrum to the audience to know what what's going to happen in the future. Basically, you bring future to them now. And that is, a, I think, a great thing that Uretina is doing. Excellent. So a glimpse into the future, what's happening tomorrow. And maybe to, to highlight an, an example, Anat, FDA representatives both as EMA representatives will be presence of regulators and you alluded to endpoint acceptance by the regulators. How is this in 
intermediate AMD where we have yet no drug available. We have seen now approval for geographic atrophy, but not for intermediate AMD. What are we missing? How can EIS help to bring this forward? So I think that uh, bringing together the regulators with the startup companies that will present their outcome measures, their reading centers that will show uh, the new outcomes that they found, and the physicians that will be discussing it, and the regulators will hear what the key opinion leaders have to, and the people who know a lot about uh, reading uh, these images. Um, I think that this together can bring along maybe a better acceptance of the regulators, be it the FDA or EMA, for, uh, for new outcomes that are needed in the management of, for example, geographic atrophy, or even, as you said, intermediate AMD, where the outcome measures are very complicated because visual acuity will not be a good outcome measure. And uh, also, if, even if for intermediate AMD, even uh, morphological features are very difficult and uh, not yet uh, fully um, validated outcome measures. So I think just the discussion together, the presentation by the AI, uh, let's say, inventors and the, the, the ideas from the physicians and the presence of regulators can really contribute to better understanding and maybe in the future acceptance of these outcome measures. Excellent. Uh, of question to you. So... The program is in development. How does the idea of the Uretina Innovation Summit resonate in industry? What do you hear? What is the feedback at this stage, at this early stage? What I think uh, feedback has been fantastic. Obviously, we have more now we have more speakers than slots allow. So we have to shorten the duration of the talks to make sure that everybody can present. And again, um, I think as Annette just pointed out, it's a great, uh, it's always great to have a good networking. As physicians, we usually network with other retina specialists, but here now you bring industry from all over, from large to small, early stage, late stage, together in the same space with retina specialists, with researchers, with regulators. And I think that is just a very uh, fantastic uh, environment. And not only they're going to present, um, I think, their ideas or their innovations, but as Anad said, I think you're going to develop new ideas just being together in the same room and you can develop new ideas uh, because you as a retina specialist know only on the retina side, but you don't know all the issues that the industry is facing. Industry knows their issues, but don't know all the issues we are facing and put them all together in the same room, I think can only be a good uh, networking and good for the future uh, development. So complete new infrastructure for networking on another level, if you would. I think exactly. I think because, you know, it's interesting because in biotech or pharmaceutical company, they, they, companies, they work on the same disease that we see every day, uh, many patients, but they look at it from a different angle. <laughs> Their angle is drug development where we are trying to fix the disease. And I think looking from them to better understand how we are looking at things and from, and most importantly for us to better understand how they are looking at things and what Again, at the end, what ideas they have, what strategies they have. And at the end, this needs to be funded. You know, you may have great ideas, but, you know, you can have, as you just asked about intermediate AMD, I think one of the big challenges are the endpoint. And the problem with the endpoint is the durability. How long can a trial be for you to be able to get that? And I think just hearing it from them directly, from investors and from researchers, I think would be um, great. And hopefully we come up with the new endpoints that is accepted by regulatory that one can look at uh, intermediate AMD. Mm. 
a one-day meeting may not suffice to come up with a <laughs> completely validated endpoint. The starting step is the starting step. <laughs> okay, two days. Give it two days. <laughs> okay, we are coming to to the end of this uh, podcast, and I wish to ask uh, Annette to uh, conclude. Uh, registration is obviously running each and every day, and it's going up and it's on on the rise. Your view: Who should register for this meeting? So, in my opinion, this meeting is interesting for all stakeholders. It's very interesting for physicians because they will really hear the, the cutting edge technologies. They will hear data from corporate uh, company studies, and at the same time, data from new startup companies. It's very important and can be very beneficial for uh, physicians in training, for retina specialists in training, because they will really learn what they, uh, what will be the future, as you said before. It's very important for uh, the regulators because they will uh, maybe understand better what we need and uh, what are the options. I think it's crucial for pharma and for industry. Uh, be device or pharma because uh, they will uh, they can present their data they will hear the competitors and they they will hear what we the retina specialists think about their products and it's very important for analysts uh, and uh, for uh, as I said for <laughs> almost for everyone who is involved with the management of uh, retinal disease at any level. Fantastic, Annette Kouros, thank you so much and we look very much forward to meeting everybody on the 4th of October this year at the Rye venue in Amsterdam preceding the Uretina Annual Congress. Thank you. Well, Frank, Annette and Chorus, thanks very much. It sounds very interesting and I'm sure it'll be a very successful event. Hopefully it might be an annual event, but um, who knows? We'll see how the first year goes. Uh, thank you so much to our faculty. Oh, for... well, Jonathan, it will be an annual event. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or it will be an annual event. <laughs> this, is, this is the beginning of something special, I can tell. Uh, Thank you so much to our faculty. Uh, and that's it from us on this episode of Talking Uretina. If you'd like to suggest a topic, please do email us, podcast at uretina.org. But for now, we'll see you next time.